0: This is the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Lara Laura Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, integrative therapist, and spiritual social media strategist. I'm trying to integrate the principles of spiritual philosophy as I understand them into all those areas of my work and into my life trying to understand my position as a white woman devotee of yoga in the West, and simply trying to live with awareness. This podcast is me doing all that out loud. Welcome in. You're listening to an interesting episode of the Awareness Offerings podcast. Welcome, everybody. So... Before I get into anything else, as you may know, I am a one-person podcast team and podcasting is one thing I do among many things and one of the things I do in the flow of this show is I take breaks regularly, like sometimes once a month-ish over the holidays. I took a two-week hiatus and that is because if I'm, you know, if I'm doing the show Based on the idea that I'm trying to live with awareness and I'm trying to share what that's like. Sometimes living with awareness means being aware of when we need to stop and when we need to not do a thing. And as a person, I'm not a machine, so there are times when I take a break from this show. And today, and this week really as a whole, but especially today, has been very spicy, very full. I'm feeling tired, but at the same time I have... An episode in mind. I have, I don't know even if it's a full episode, even as I thought about sitting down to record this episode in the regular way, I knew it wasn't going to be one of my longest, but I have something that I want to share with you. So for this episode, I am doing something halfway between a full episode and a break. I'm recording it on my voice memos app on my cell phone, laying down in bed just out of the shower so that's how I'm choosing to come to you today and hopefully you know that can model awareness by just saying if you need to lay it or modeling the idea that if you need to lay down and still do what you need to do but maybe do it from a reclined position or do less while still trying to fulfill your responsibilities sometimes that's the way to be so Here we are. I'm going to share what I have to share with you. The sound quality might be somewhat different because I'm not speaking into my podcasting microphone. I'm in my bed. I've got my fan on in my room. You might hear that. But here we are. So as always, if you'd like to support this show, whether I'm recording it, sitting up or lying down, best ways to do so are by subscribing, rating, and or leaving a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. You can share by word of mouth or on social media if you feel called. All of those actions just help other people find the Awareness Offerings podcast. I appreciate that, and I deeply appreciate simply that you're here, that you're taking some time to listen and to sit with me and to do some practice in whatever form it takes. So here we go. Sometimes practice takes the form of laying down. So since this is a non-traditional episode, I'm going to move past our traditional opening practice of OM this time. I'm just going to go right into what I have to share with you. and. Just like if I were going into a guided meditation during the point in this podcast where we would usually kind of shift from discussion to meditation, I'm going to invite you to get really comfortable (laughs) while you listen to what I'm sharing. And I'm very aware you could be driving or showering or cleaning your house. And if it's not possible to stop, awesome. If you have the momentum to continue in a robust way, awesome. And if you have the space to join me in just doing a little less for a second, you might just sit down if you're standing or even lie down if you're sitting. Of course, only if those things are safe and comfortable and supportive right now. But what I wanted to share with you this week is that really it's a reminder. It's a reminder that made itself available to me, as these things often do, something that didn't feel like it came from me, didn't feel like an idea I generated myself, but felt like guidance from something bigger than me, which is a lot of what spiritual practice is, is opening ourselves up to tune into and receive that guidance from something bigger than us. So this guidance and this reminder that felt like it made itself available to me this week and that I wanted to share with you is this. If you don't have anything else, you have your heart. If you don't have anything else, you have your heart. I'm going to call this episode, Have Heart. (laughs) Typically, I will start the episode by naming the, the title first, but we're doing things differently this week. So just heads up, that's the title, because the idea this week is, if you don't have anything else, you have your heart. And this is a concept I am familiar with and have been working with for a while. The fact that, or the idea that Whatever else is going on, whatever else we are or are not able to do, especially in terms of like our practices, like yoga or meditation or, you know, our self-care and self-maintenance rituals, like, you know, moving our bodies or drinking enough water, whatever it is, whatever we are or are not able to do within our given capacity in each moment, in each week, in each day, right? Like today is a spicy day, so I'm laying down. But whatever we can or can't do, we can go into our hearts. We can land in the heart space. And if that's the only thing that we're capable of doing, even if we don't go to a yoga class, even if we you know, are feeling cranky for the entire day, spoiler alert, that's been me today, no matter what, if we can go into our hearts, that is something And it might be more accessible in the moment than we think it is. Although the other practices are incredible tools for making sure we have the kind of we have money in the bank, so to speak, that we're making deposits in our bank account so that we have the resources to have a connection to our hearts. We do need to do the practices when we can, but that even if that's not possible, going into the heart is something. It's impactful and it's meaningful. And if it's the only thing we can do, that matters. And if we can't do anything else, it might be helpful to choose to do that. And like I said, I'm familiar with this concept. And the first time I began to learn that if I don't know what the fuck else to do, I just need to go into my heart was in the height of the the COVID-19 pandemic. And it's still going on. I'm very aware, but in the height of lockdowns and uncertainty and stress where we couldn't do anything in person at all. And I was on a, a virtual, or I was in a virtual meditation class. My spiritual teacher, Swami Jayadevi was teaching meditation online at this time. And It was at a point where I was just racked with stress in a way that I had never experienced before. And it was even different than the kind of stress I feel on a day like today when things are overly spicy. It was just it hit differently, if you will. I felt like my body, my every cell was just vibrating with a sense of being stressed and in the midst of intensity overwhelm it was just it was literally a vibration it was like my cells were shaking with the amount of stress I was feeling and during this virtual meditation class my teacher spoke about going into the stillness it's a concept she and a lot of other spiritual teachers will um, share about and teach about just this idea of meditative stillness, contemplative stillness, capital T, capital S, the stillness as a place to go to start to find a place of contemplation, meditation, ease, peace, presence, whatever, you know, what have you. And so she would talk about the stillness. And I had a chance to ask her a question that night. And from my vantage point of being absolutely racked with the kind of stress i'd never experienced before in my life i asked her how because she had talked that night about specifically merging merging with the stillness and i said i hear you say that i i hear it with my mind and my ears but how how do i do that especially from this place where i feel like nothing in me can be still everything is buzzing with this intense stress how can i merge with the stillness. And rather than answering my question outright in that moment, my teacher said, I'll teach you. Or no, I don't even know if she said it right then, but she said something to me to kind of, um, something to the effect of wait and see. And then she continued to teach and speak and answer other questions. And then eventually she went into the portion of her class which is one she teaches every week where she offers guided meditation. And as we went into that meditation, she took us through the chakra system, which is the energy, the, the system of major energy centers that live along our spinal column, according to yoga philosophy. There are seven, and the major points include the spinal column, the lowest belly, the abdomen, the heart, the throat the space between the eyebrows and the crown of the head. And she often teaches this style of meditation where she guides our awareness up through that system, that energy system, as a way of kind of going up in our consciousness to connect to that sense of something bigger than us. So in that practice, she took us up. And when we reached the fourth energy center, the heart, the spiritual heart, She spoke to me directly as she was teaching this meditation to our class. And she essentially said, Tara Devi, which is my spiritual name that she and um, her teacher, Majaya, and, and our lineage gave to me. She said, Tara Devi, this is how. You asked me how to merge with the stillness here in the heart. The heart is the place where embodied stillness lives. And that was my first initiation into being taught that the heart is, it's not only like a vital place to go, but if it's the only place we can go, then we should. <laughs> if, there's, if we can't do anything else, it's valuable and supportive and nourishing to try to go into our hearts. And that makes sense to me now, the more I study the heart as a spiritual center, because in the yogic tradition, and I'm sure other traditions, the heart is described as this place of depth. Hidayakash is the Sanskrit name for the heart cave, sometimes described by my teacher even as the heart within the heart, because the idea is that the heart, the heart of who we are, it's so deep and so real that there's a part of it that can't actually be touched by the immense stress and the chaos and often the pain that exists in the world. And so it would make sense to me that if we're trying to find real stillness, real refuge from the wildness of the mind and the world, that the heart is that place. And so my teacher taught me that, and it's something I've held on to. And then flashing forward to just a few weeks ago on New Year's Eve, going into this new year of 2023, I went into some deep ritual and practice on New Year's Eve. I was at my house by myself and I did some ritual work. And I went into this ritual work with the preconceived notion that it would be something really joyful and playful and sweet. And then I actually got into it and I started to land in the energy that was present in this work And it was not that. (laughs) I had a lot of deep, complex feelings to feel. I had some things to untangle. I had some things to face about how I was actually doing. And it turned out I was really freaking tired. So I had to lay down and feel some feelings and observe what was coming up for me to learn. And among a lot of the other things I was sorting through in this New Year's Eve ritual work was a lot of physical sensation in my heart, which often happens when I do certain kinds of ritual. So I felt it this night. I felt this almost fiery sensation in my heart. And I was reminded in that moment or given the insight in that moment of, hey, you actually haven't purposefully coming here in a while. You've been so much in your mind and you need to be in your heart. That was the insight that made itself available through this ritual. And that made sense to me on a number of levels. One, it was understandable that I'd been in my mind so much because I had spent the back half of 2022 trying to graduate with a master's degree and do all the work that I do in the world at the same time. There's a lot to think about, a lot to navigate. And so I I don't think it was a shaming thing that, you know, the guidance I was receiving through this ritual was reminding me, hey, you need to come into your heart. But that was the message all the same, just a reminder. You know, you've been taught that whatever else happens, you got to come into your heart. And if you don't know what else to do, the thing to do is come into your heart. And you, you haven't done that in a while. And just like when we're in a meditation and we're trying to concentrate on the stillness or something bigger than us or whatever we're connecting to and the mind takes us away and we don't have to judge ourselves, but instead just come back, that reminder in ritual was uh, an opportunity to, to live that practice of, okay, I, I got a little distracted from the teaching I've been given that I have to come into my heart and it was a chance to recommit to that. And so one of the intentions I laid out for this year or even just for the, for the next few days after the new year and, and my practices was to try to come into my heart every day. No matter what, whether I could do a 20-minute meditation or go to an hour-long yoga class or whether it was a day like today when I woke up and went right into my mind and everything got chaotic and now I'm sitting here in my bed and tired and recording a podcast episode on my phone, but regardless, to try to come into my heart no matter what. And so this is something I've been aware of and been working with and this week, which in all days, not just this one, has been incredibly full. I received that reminder of if you don't have anything else, you have your heart. If you don't have a robust, you know, morning ritual or morning meditation practice right now, if you don't have a lot of energy, which I've been saying it's still winter and it makes sense, if you don't have a feeling of of joy or peace right now if you don't have time to do a bunch of yoga if you don't have you know you fill in the blank because of course it's easy for our minds to know what we don't have because they're trained to scan for the negative but if you don't have whatever it is what you do have is your heart you have the capacity to touch into what a lot of spiritual teachers call the well of the heart, that place of depth. No matter what else is happening, no matter what your practices look like, you have your heart. You can breathe in and out at your heart or send your focus to your heart even just for a moment. It's important and it matters that you touch into your heart just for a moment and if there's nothing else that you do or can do in a day to remember, you know, sacred connection and the stillness of your being as a spiritually connected being it matters that you have your heart and you can just take a moment for your heart if nothing else and so in this somewhat unconventional share on the Awareness Offerings podcast for this week, rather than setting up for a hugely formal guided meditation from whatever position you're in. If it's safe, right? Going into the heart can be a deep place. So if you're driving, you know, have discernment from wherever you are, whether you want to close your eyes or not, whether you want to change your position or not, because the idea is that it actually doesn't matter. There is no prerequisite for finding entry and finding refuge in your own heart. And so from wherever you are, maybe you imagine that your next in-breath moves in, even though it's moving into your lungs inwardly, intentionally, energetically, you imagine that it moves in through the center of your chest, just a few inches over from your physical heart, spiritual heart. It reaches all the way back through the bone, through the tissue, to the backs of your shoulder blades. And then as you exhale, it moves forward and out, back out, through the center of your chest. And then you might do that again, using creative imagination. Maybe visualizing that your breath comes in through the center of your chest, through bone, tissue, blood, to the backs of the shoulder blades. And then you exhale out, forward and out. So maybe you take another breath in and out at the center of your chest using creative imagination or feeling the physical sensation as a way of bringing awareness there or, you know, visualizing light at your heart or whatever connects you to that space at the center of your chest, the well of your heart. And then maybe once you take that breath in and out at your heart, you take another one. And then maybe another one. And maybe again, you breathe in and out at your heart. And know that you can continue doing this for as long as you have the time, space, capacity, and desire for. But already, just with a few breaths, you have dropped yourself into your heart. My teacher will often say that one conscious breath is all that it takes. And though, like I said, the more robust practices matter to give us the, the tools to then have these micro moments where it's a little more easy to connect. I still believe it remains true that if all we have is one conscious breath at the heart, that can be all it takes to try to live from a place of sacred connection on even the wildest of days. So thank you for dropping into the heart with me. Thank you for dropping in for this quirky little shorter kind of half episode. I'll be back with a full format episode next week. But until then, may you find ways to live in your heart, even just for a moment each day. And I'm curious, you know, how that feels, what that does for you to remember refuge in your heart. Because you deserve that. And we all do. Thank you for listening to this awareness offering. The Awareness Offerings podcast is created, edited, and produced by me, Lara Tara Davy Joplin. My music is by my brother, Oxella, Oxela, O X E L A, who can be found on Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, and beyond. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Lara2 underscores Tara. Talk to you next time.